Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here on the first episode of Raking Coals. This will be a podcast where we seek to talk about ministry within the local church, how we can build up our churches and build up our communities, and hopefully strive to do that together. I am Cody Haggard, and with me is Josh Fauzi. Yellow. <laughs> And today, we are having our first episode, and we would love to introduce ourselves, our purpose, and what we're seeking to do here with Raking Coals. So I'm going to invite my friend Josh here to start off by introducing himself. So, Josh, who are you? So my name is Josh Fauzi. I am born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, and um, first-generation American, which I think is kind of unique not really there's a lot of us um but I've been just involved in ministry since I was a senior in high school even before that I was in children's ministry before that but really in youth ministry and helping out around at the local church that Cody and I grew up at and um that's that's pretty much like the background for me I I have an accounting degree I went to college I went through high school all that and um yeah, I mean, there's not much to talk about. <laughs> well, as a longtime friend of Josh, he's really, really underplaying it there. He's a fantastic guy. He does a lot of things. Um, but we're going to get into a lot more of that as we continue to do recordings. To introduce myself here, my name is Cody, uh, Cody Haggard. I am most mostly concerned with being a father and a husband to my wife Hosanna and my children. I have three children. I have uh, three children under the age of four. So my house is crazy pretty much all the time. So the fact that Josh and I are able to sit here and record in silence in my kitchen is nothing short of a miracle. And uh, just to introduce a couple of things about me, I am a part-time pastor. I work full-time in manufacturing, and I have pursued pastoral ministry in my life. I have worked part-time in churches. I've worked full-time in churches. My passion when it comes to ministry is preaching and teaching. I love to preach the Word of God. I love to study God's Word. I love to share the message of the Gospel. I love to preach out of sections of Scripture and really make it come to life. That's what I love to do as far as ministry goes. Josh and I have worked together in youth ministry in our local church here in Strongsville for quite a while together. Between the two of us, we've been doing uh, youth ministry stuff for about 10 years or so. Josh and I have worked together in that for about five of those years, and we just really have had a blast doing it. And at this point in life, I'm finishing up a graduate degree. I'm working a lot. I am raising a family and just so excited to begin a podcasting and blogging endeavor here with one of my best friends, Josh. And so what we're going to transition into here is to share a little bit about what 
we're going to be doing here with this podcast, Raking Coals. And this is something Josh and I have talked a lot about, and I am sure he will have a lot more details about this than talking about himself. So Josh, why don't you share with us exactly what it is our goal is? I think, so, I mean, you can you can read our mission statement on the website, um, but the long and the short of it is really we looking around and looking at the ministries that we've been involved in and the churches that we've been involved in in the region that we're in right now of the Midwest and then Cody with experience in Chicago and on the East Coast. Um, we just, there's a lot that's going on and people are doing a lot of different things. And um, this all came about under the idea of like, how could we take the the things that we've seen other people do um, that's been effective and share that so that the local church somewhere very far away, let's say, like, great example, something that Cody could have, like, was involved in in Chicago, how can a church in Cleveland or in New Jersey or in Florida or somewhere, how can they learn about those lessons? And, and then the other thing is, is that, like, like, especially in, like, local churches in a single community. I, a lot of times, like, we're all, we're all trying to reach the same people, but we're not doing it together. And, and we really want to provide a platform where we kind of promote and engage with those churches and encourage just to unify. I mean, really unite under the spirit and under the banner of Christ and, and work together instead of working against each other. Cause we have a tendency of doing that and churches don't like to talk about it, but they do compete with each other. Which that is something that Josh has recently written a little bit of a blog post on uh, that you guys will be able to check out. Uh, but also kind of adding on to what Josh has said here is that we have experience being part of smaller churches. And oftentimes as smaller churches, just because your congregation size is small doesn't mean your dreams aren't big. But over the years, we have begun to think about how can we work together as churches in a community to reach the entire community And a lot of this has to do with Josh and I's background in student ministry. We have 20 different churches in a community who are all trying to have youth groups, all trying to reach teenagers, all trying to disciple them. But yet we have teenagers in our youth groups who feel like they're the only Christians in their school. We know that that's not true, but we as Christians, as churches, want to promote doing ministry together, doing things together in order to reach our community for the gospel. I know that there's doctrinal differences in communities. I know that there's different styles of of preference when it comes to worship style and all of that. But as far as advancing the gospel, advancing the good news of Jesus Christ, if churches agree on the foundational and fundamental doctrine of salvation through faith— You can do a whole lot together. 
to reach your community. And I, I love like you brought you bringing up just youth because they're the great example of here you have like take take the city we live in right now. There are three there's about 3000 teenagers in the high school alone. And these are there's a lot of kids who go to the school and they're all they're all Christians. But because we kind of church like churches very much become tribes of themselves, like the kids who go to this youth group almost almost never interact with the kids at the youth group we we lead at or at the youth group down the street. And like I know in some attempts that I've had I've made, like you it's really hard to get other churches to open up and do joint things with you because it's it's the mentality of this is our youth group but the reality is like how awesome would it be if you took all of the teenagers from all the churches got them together got them to the point where they know each other they have relationships with each other they understand we are all all under Christ and then send them to a high school with 3,000 kids where they can now minister to those kids together as a group on their own. Instead of, here's this group trying to do this, here's this group trying to do this, and then it almost becomes, well, they're, they're going after our, the people we're going after. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the, the idea of of trying to emphasize the gospel advancing versus our own ministries advancing is something that we want to be key to this particular podcast. Really wanting to highlight various different ministries that are going on throughout the this country and throughout this world and having that be a source of encouragement. We're hoping to have guests who come on the podcast and share some ministry things that they are doing, things they are doing within their churches, things they are doing within their local communities. And the reason we want to start these discussions and and begin talking about these things is so that each and every person who is following Jesus Christ can look to challenge themselves and think outside of the box with ministry. And a way in which we do that is by hearing what other people are doing, Mm -hmm. hearing what's going on in the world, hearing what's going on in a different community. Sometimes some of the most fascinating things that are going on are things that are going on way outside of our own culture. There's fascinating things that happen with churches in the Middle East, which Josh has told me some really awesome stories about some things that are going on in Christian communities there, or the underground church in China and how it flourishes, or hearing from missionaries over in India about how there are are floods of people who gather in Christian communities because lower caste people, it's the only place in which they can be connected and a lot of times in the west we are so clouded by the the business side of christianity the organizational structure of christianity that sometimes we really forget what it is all about and we stop going after what it is all about and that is making disciples that is advancing the gospel and we're not trying to throw stones at any particular ministries we're just trying to equip ourselves in order to be able to be self-aware and answer the question, are we really effectively trying to advance the gospel in our community 
or are we just trying to maintain our own individual church communities? Yeah, and I, I just want to clarify when it comes to just, like you said, the structure of Christianity. I feel like it's actually the structure of the church. It's not really, because Christianity is very plain and simple. I mean, it's, we know that Christ came, that he lived a perfect life, that he died for us, and he rose again from the dead, proving that he's God, and that if we put our faith and follow after him and believe in him, that there's salvation there, there's reconciliation, there's sanctification, there's communion with the Almighty. And a lot of times I churches kind of put all of that to the side to talk about like hot button issues or they they talk about they'll talk about it but they don't talk about it and the gospel message is very clear but a lot of it gets convoluted and i mean something that we're we're going to do with this podcast is we're going to talk about things and we're going to talk about issues and we're going to talk about the stuff that we're reading and and trying to enable the people who are listening to broaden their knowledge base so that they could they know what's going on or they know the the viewpoints over here on the left and on the right or not politically or just like they have a broader understanding of the issues um but I know something else that like we, Cody mentioned is we do really, I mean, the plan is to eventually hopefully bring, bring other people other than us two on to speak and to write and, and share how, how their ministries are going. I mean, how, like, what have they tried? What are the lessons that they've learned? What are the approaches that they're taking and if they if they had anything they should could share to the entire world, what is it? Um, because the, there's a there's a vast well of knowledge out there that doesn't get shared because the person's not on the radio or on TV or have a book or something like that. And there's a lot of people doing ministry all over the world that like we would love to give them an opportunity to share what, how God's using them and give the, give, give the, the church as a whole more awareness of what's going on. Yeah, that's something that Josh mentioned there that is important to us both, that we would really like to bring people on and highlighting people who are doing ministry in ways that is important, but these are also going to be people that most have not heard of before. Yeah. These are people who Josh and I have been able to rub shoulders with and cross paths with, and God's put them in our life, and we look forward to being able to share their stories. And these are not people who are writing books or, or have yeah. huge podcasts, and we would love this to be a platform where those things can be highlighted. Mm-hmm. Love for this to be a platform that those who listen can be praying for them in their mm-hmm. ministry. And or be all, able to connect with them. Yeah, be able to connect with them and be able to learn from them in, in the way that you might not see yourself right now listening to episode one of Raking Coals as someone who is involved in ministry. But maybe hearing somebody else's story, you'll be like, wait, that's that's a lot like me. Mm-hmm. What this person is doing is a, a lot like what I'm doing in my life. Right. And I can definitely turn my current situation into something that glorifies my God. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think we, we've, Cody and I have kind of, we've taken some time and we've written kind of some of the things that like we've seen and, um, like we've, we've noticed in the church as it is today. And like we, we talk about like, especially in smaller churches, they become echo chambers of themselves. Everybody ends up reading the same thing. Everybody s- starts listening to the same pastors, the same preachers. And it's, it, it's great because everybody's learning the same thing from the same source. So everybody has like across the board the same background on what's getting talked about. But a lot of times that becomes very limiting in viewpoint and perspective. And we, we have a tendency of only focusing on the four walls that are the church building that we go to and forget that if you are a professing believer in Christ and you are at, like you are following after him you are part of the church i mean the church is the church is a people it's not a place absolutely and i just stole that from a movie but that's okay <laughs> that's totally fine the reason why clichés are clichés is because they have truth and kind of you know Affirming also what Josh said in, in the discussion about churches becoming echo chambers. I don't want anyone to get the idea that these are bad things. These are not bad things. These are good things. But sometimes when we are pursuing these good things, we begin to lose the outward focus of the church. And that is our concern. Our concern is that churches get very comfortable, and I think this is a concern of many Christians out there involved in leadership, that churches get comfortable in a certain situation to where they automatically are trying to feed the flock so much that we are losing sight of advancing the gospel. We're losing sight of the outward importance of Christianity and the outward importance of the church, and we also want this to be able to be a platform for that where we want to be able to be challenged. Josh and I, every day, we are trying to be challenged in our ministry. We're trying to listen to what people are doing, and we want to be able to share some of that with you, uh, all those who are listening to this, and hopefully you will be challenged as well. This is something we are inviting people to come and learn with us. We're not trying to be people in an ivory tower telling you this is what you have to do. We want to come alongside every listener and learn alongside. So we will value any comments or write-ins or suggestions mm-hmm. or things for us to look into. We really want to create a community here. Mm-hmm. And that's very important for us going forward. And I think if this is going to mean anything going forward, a sense of community is going to be uh, a reality. And who better to unite us in our community than the person of Jesus Christ? Amen. All right, so now we are going to discuss why we began the E43 Collective and Raking Coals and exactly what kind of pushed us in our own faith to begin doing this ministry-focused podcast and blog. So, Josh, why did what got you here to the point of wanting to start this? I think, well, I know, I'm not think. Um, so a few years ago, uh, I had a really turbulent time when it came to ministry. 
there was a lot of stuff that happened, um, and Cody knows a lot about it. It was, it was a lot. A lot of it was miscommunication, um, and that kind of pushed me, uh, like pushed me to go look at other churches in our area, and uh, started getting involved with a lot of churches and serve. I, I mean, right now I'm at. The church I, me and Cody grew up at, I'm helping Cody with youth ministry. Um, church my mom goes to, my parents go to, I help out at children's ministry, and then I have a church that I go to for Sunday service, and then I help them out with administrative stuff. And it's just been um, just just seeing how they're all different sizes um, and seeing how they do ministry and kind of seeing the different approaches they take and how, like, the church I go to for service is inner city, um, so lower income, very different from how, like, the church I, Cody and I grew up in, which is in the suburbs, and, like, the ministry is different. And and that kind of just started getting my brain to turn, and um, it all came to a head about a year ago. I went to a conference in Washington, D.C., and... I don't know, do you want me to name it? it it's called Next Gen. Um, just shameless plug in there for it. The it's part of Levant Ministries. The guy who runs it, his name is Ferris Abraham. He's an amazing person, um, and it and the entire conference is focused on the the church in the Middle East. So so you go. The, so I went and I didn't want to go um, because I've been to a few of these and it's just very much. First generation American problems right there, but um, <laughs> but but like I'm sitting, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to these amazing people who are doing ministry over there, and they're coming here to the United States to talk to first generation Arab Americans about how we can take the skills and the things that we've learned here in the United States and use it to help the church over there, and I kind of left it going like like. Like there's so much that I've learned here. Why have I never heard of, like of stuff like this before? Because um, you kind of hear about it, but you really never get to like hear about it. You never get to hear the people actually talk about why they do it, about the things that they've learned while doing it. Most of the time, when you hear about it, it's this is what I do. This is what's going on right now. Pray for me, support me, something like that. And and I left that very much going like, how awesome would it be if we could get a platform where we could bring all these people together, and then they can share what's going on in the, in their ministries, and and share the lessons learned while doing it, and also why they're doing it, why did how, why and how did God call them to do it. And um, so I, I sat on it for a year. Didn't tell anybody, just thinking through it and just not saying anything. And um, I went to get, I took my sister this past year and kind of God really put on my heart, like, you have to do something. So I came back and I was talking to Cody and found out, oh, like he has some interest. He had already had some interest in doing something like this. And um, and just saying like, well, why not? I mean, what's holding us back? I mean, w- we are two people that love the Lord, that love the church, that really want to see it succeed, especially in a time right now where if you look around, like we 
like we deal with youth all the time and just hearing the stories that are coming out of these schools and the the things that they're dealing with and the things that I mean we graduated high school what eight nine years ago <laughs> we're getting ten, old <laughs> ten year high school reunions coming up soon. but but these are things that we never even fathomed while we were in high school and a lot of it's because of the internet and the internet's a great tool, um, but if you don't use it right, it could be it could cause a lot of damage. And we're that's that's why I think a podcast, website, blog, is just effective for us, is because we're using the internet as a tool, and that and we're we want pretty much it's we wanted to get the widest audience that we could, and kind of. Sh- and the internet's a great avenue for that, because I mean, there's—I guarantee you, most of you guys who are listening to this are not in our local church. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of where I'm coming from. Um, and it's just like I—I—I've always been a person that I—I I, I like to look around and see what's going on. I have a situational awareness about things, and. Um, and it's, it's interesting because, like, I see the suburban churches that I'm involved in very much not want to do anything urban, like inner city. Like, they will send money, but they won't actually go. And the inner city churches are very much like, they, they purposely don't want to get involved with suburban churches because they don't want to take their focus off the people that they're working, on, working with. And... It's just, it's, it's very different. And I think the past year I've learned a lot through the different ministries that I've been involved in, but that's, that's kind of, that's kind of me. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very cool to hear some of these stories that Josh brings back from this next gen conference. It sounds like a really awesome thing and we will probably get into it a lot more. Josh being a first generation American is just an awesome thing in and of itself. It's it's <laughs> hilarious, while at the same time, it's something that me, being someone who is not, I am a full-blown Caucasian, stereotypical white male who lives in the suburbs in Ohio. And so I, I look forward to hearing him share a lot of his experiences in this world, how that affects him as a Christian, uh, because I'm sure when people look at Josh, their automatic assumption is that he is a Muslim. And that is something that a lot of us don't don't realize can be a difficulty. And this is getting off on a tangent. Uh, but but I just think you guys are really going to enjoy hearing some stuff that he, he shares and talks about from his own personal experience. And what kind of got me here at this point is a little bit of a long-running series of events and stories of things that have happened throughout my time in ministry to kind of just tell you guys very briefly. When I was about 17 years old, I felt like God was pushing me to become a pastor. So I went to Moody Bible Institute. I got my bachelor's degree in pastoral ministry uh, uh, you know, I met my wife my sophomore year in college. We got married after my junior year in college, and 
And then, you know, after that, we entered into church ministry and we moved out to the East Coast, moved out to Red Bank, New Jersey, a really, really neat little town on the East Coast in the Jersey Shore area. And we were helping out at a church called the First Baptist Church of Red Bank. If any of you guys are listening to this podcast, hello. Thank you for checking it out. I love you guys. I miss you guys. And, uh, we had the opportunity to help out there. That was my first full-time position. And something that we began experimenting with there was church unification and doing things, partnering with other churches to do events or, or outreach. We partnered with an African-American church, African-American church in our community to do a, a men's conference and really kind of hit head on the racial tension that goes on between uh, white Americans and black Americans and how that even finds its way into the church. And it was really special. It was really cool. There was a movement going on out there uh, called Undivided by an organization called Move the Earth, which was an attempt to try to bring churches in the Jersey Shore area together to advance the gospel. And we began doing things in our church, working with other youth groups to do youth events and retreats. And, you, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of youth group networks out there that you guys have heard about or know of. And it was happening, and it was growing, and it was really cool. And God kind of made it clear at a certain point in my time out there, my wife and I started to grow our family, and an opportunity arose for me to be able to move back to my hometown of Strongsville. And just with our situation of life, it seemed to make a lot of sense. The church in Red Bank, New Jersey, First Baptist Church, gave me opportunities to preach and teach the gospel, which was awesome because that was the beginning of my affirmation of where I felt my giftedness was, and that was preaching and teaching the gospel, preaching God's word. And uh, I moved here to Strongsville, and my life changed a lot. I had to work outside of the church in order to be able to support myself while uh, helping out in the local church, going to seminary, having a full schedule, which is a different story for a different time. But what has happened through those years is I have gotten a lot of experience in ministry, a lot of varied experience in ministry in a relatively short period of time. And What I really, really miss most out of my time in ministry was that striving to bring churches together, to work together, to advance God's kingdom. And so Josh and I have talked about this a few different times throughout the years, and it just so happened to work out where, what if we begin a podcast? What if we begin a blogging network where we just start trying to do these things and see how it goes? And so that's kind of where we got a lot of a lot of passion, a lot of desire and just a really heartfelt love and desire to reach our own generation as well. We are millennials. We fall into the category that is most mocked as well as most concerned about at this point in history. And we don't fully buy into all of the terrible things said about millennials because we've grown up with them. 
But at the same time, we do realize that millennials are not as involved in church as they need to be. Josh and I are not quite in our 30s, but we are approaching our 30s, and I can say that most of the people who help out in our local churches are not millennials. They are of an older generation, and that is a concern to me because I believe we are beginning to get to the age where the baton needs to be starting to be passed and leaderships needs to start to go to the next generation. That's just how things work in the world. And so we want to be a source of encouragement to millennials as well as challenging churches to really figure out how to disciple and preach and teach this generation because they're the generation that's going to be leading pretty soon. They're the generation that are going to be bringing children to our churches. And what do we need to do to make sure they understand the gospel, to know that they're loved by Jesus? And I can say for sure, the things that worked, even when Josh and I were high school students, don't work now for the next generation of teenagers, which those aren't millennials, those are Generation Z. But... Times are changing rapidly. Technology is a huge culprit. And we as Christians, as ministers of the gospel, really need to try to do stuff that can reach these generations. And I think it's really important to point out that as like every generation deals with this, where the generation before them kind of comes up with stereotypes about what they are, how they are, who they are. Um, but I, I, I mean, I know in my experience that Cody and I, like, we're, we're like mid millennials. I, we're not the early, like, we're not early millennials that were born in the eighties. We're like early nineties. Um, but the, the, the millennials that were born after us, like we're talking 1996 to like 2001, they, they are probably some of the most confused people when it comes to what they believe and how and and their worldview then and it's scary because you're I'm, I've I've had the opportunity to be on a secular college campus a state school where you're in a Bible study and you're talking to people and you, you're hearing like well the Bible says this and you're sitting there and you're like what <laughs> <laughs> but I I mean the 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 reality is is that we understand Cody and I understand that there will be a point where we will in some capacity uh, as a generation be in charge of the church. And the reality is that we need to make sure that those leaders are equipped well and trained well because the generation that's coming after us is in a completely different boat. I mean, they they talk about, like, having an entirely different worldview and perspective. It's it's scary. Um, I was was talking to Cody about this a couple weeks ago, but uh, 40% of Generation Z, so you're talking the kids who are currently in high school, believe that they will be internet famous. Which is wrong. (laughs) Like, like, and I've had those conversations with kids where they're, when you ask them, 
so, like, are you starting to think of college? They, they, they'll look at you and say, no, I'm just going to start making YouTube videos. Which is kind of ironic because that's kind of what we're doing right now. But we're not doing this to be famous and to make money. And we still have jobs. Right. We both work <laughs> well over full time. But it's... This is not to mock YouTubers, but <laughs> in reality, any YouTuber will tell you it's, it's hard to make it. That's, yeah. all, that's all we're but, saying. But the reason, <clears throat> the reason I bring it up is as a church, collectively... As a global church, we need to make sure that we're working together to effectively train the people that will be the next leaders of God's God's ambassadorship. I mean, God's embassy here on this earth. And we are supposed to be training people so that they can go and they can share the gospel with the people that they encounter. And if we don't train them well... They're not going to be able to effectively reach people as ambassadors. Yeah, I completely agree. And as Josh and I have kind of structured this first podcast, this is very much meant to be an introduction to who we are and what we're striving after. And hopefully this gets everyone listening excited about what is to come. And just want to thank you guys for bearing with us for these last uh, 40 minutes or so. And we really look forward to hearing input. We really look forward to continuing to record this and continuing to discuss ministry. And if you guys um, wouldn't mind sharing this with your friends, telling them about it, if it's something you enjoyed, and, and passing on the word. And the more people we can get in on the discussion, I think the better it's going to be. Yeah. And so you guys can find us. Uh, we have a website. It's e43collective.com. I know Josh and I have both referenced the blog, which can be found there, e43collective.com. You'll be able to find all of our resources there, the podcast that we are going to do. We are going to begin by doing raking coals and then another show, which is called the After Sunday Discussion, which is nothing like this. <laughs> That's that's kind of where we we talk about the things we want to talk about pop culture whatever let get not but um, I, we're gonna try to keep each episode around forty five minutes at most uh, 40, 45 minutes um, but if you guys do have the chance please go to the website send us some constructive feedback uh, there is a contact form up there that you can go to and just fill in you don't have to fill in like specific details about you, but just let us know how we're doing. What are some things that you would like us to talk about? What are some resources that you're going through? If there's anybody that you would like us to talk about, if there's anything that, I mean, you want to fact check us on, call us out on, let us know. Because if we say something that's wrong, we will, we will most definitely get on this and correct ourselves. Um, Because we want to make sure that what we're providing content wise is relevant and timely and useful because that's what's important we don't want to be up here just talking because we, we like hearing ourselves talk which is not the case i hate hearing myself talk i'm gonna also preface this this is the first time i've done something like this and i i am not comfortable whatsoever <laughs> well josh i think that you have done a great job And guys, just want to thank you for your time. Again, e43collective.com. Sorry, we're repeating this a lot, but it's just something we got to do. 
also just want to um, to share that as we move forward, we are going to make sure that everything is, is in the right place as far as this uh, podcast being able to be found easily on iTunes and things like that. And as we make sure all that stuff is in order, we will promote those things right. uh, in, within the show right. and make sure that's all up and running for you. But for those of you who have been able to find this at this point, that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. We are thankful. That's awesome. Uh, And with that, I personally just want to say thank you for your time. I look forward to seeing you the next time on Raking Coles.